Sex is tatted on my arm. Yeah. Got Houston on my back. Cause I love the city I'm from. Hands up if you feel that. Fresh like off of vacation. Joey White alongside me, Lance Edwards. We're back at our home away from home. Well, Joey's home and office. My home away from home. Wild Wing Cafe. My office. We are at Wild Wing Cafe. Best wings in Houston. And I'm not just being biased. You guys really have to come out and give these wings a try if you've never been here. 20940 Katy Freeway. And I did just get home from a mini vacation with my family to Galveston. It wasn't our first right. destination, but it's where we ended up. Uh, you know, with the kids, we wanted to get some beach time in. It was actually a lot of fun. We were only gone for two days, but it was much needed. It's always much needed to get out of town. Everything was open and people were present and. Everything was open, man. The pier was packed. The beaches were packed. Nice. The restaurants were packed. I don't think we went anywhere without a 30 or 45 minute wait, except to get ice cream. We got lucky there, but it was beautiful, man. Uh, you know, it rained a little bit in the morning the first couple of days, but after around noon or one o'clock, we had sunlight, 70 degrees outside, and the water was awesome. It had that green blue tint to it. It wasn't dirty. It was a little cold. My daughter made me get in, man, but we had a great time, much needed. We did, stayed. Did the kids go in with you and say, Dad, join us? Or yeah. did they say, We want your. Butt oh, no, in the they, water? they ran and got in. And, you know, I was sitting there. <laughs> I was sitting there playing in the sand with the baby. And I was like, There's no way I'm getting in this water, man. It was 50 degrees all night. There's no way. And I got, I got suckered into it. Well, kudos to you for stepping up for the kids. Oh, yeah, man. Everybody loves time. Super Dad. So, way to go, Joey. So. <laughs> best food you ate on the trip was it worth and was it worth the wait since you said it was about 30 minutes everywhere you went it was most definitely worth it we ate out the entire time we stayed at this place called the adams mansion built by charles adams in the 1800s i believe he was the first person to legally import coffee into texas through the port of galveston back in the 1800s all right uh, so his mansion's still there. It's supposed to have a little bit of haunted thing going on. Were there any slamming doors and cabinets closing? There was a lot of cabinets and doors. And, you know, I chalked it up to the wind in a 200-year-old building. Uh. But my, my <laughs> wife, uh, I'm sorry, she's going to kill me. She slept with the lights on and did not sleep one wink the what? whole time we were there. Oh, man, that's not a vacation at all. Oh, uh, we had. I had a good time. I got... A little bit of crap for uh, sleeping while she was awake and scared. But, I got you, know. you. So it was the Adams family? Yeah, the Adams family. <laughs> the historic the Adams, Adams mansion. mansion. We right. found it on Uncle Air- Fester wasn't rolling around, creeping nah, out around, no. was he? We found it on Airbnb. <laughs> like I said, it wasn't our first destination, but it was available, and it's where we ended up. So I'm going to give a shout-out to them. They were awesome. The hospitality, the restoration and preservation of the home was amazing. All now, right. on to your question. Good, the good best, place to stay. Huh? Yeah, man. The best food we ate, we found this little pizza joint in downtown right on the Strand called Mama Teresa's. Oh, yeah. Mama yeah. Teresa's. Is that Mama Teresa's flying pizza? Yeah, Mama Teresa's flying pizza. Oh, and yeah. I was a little skeptical at first. You know, I love pizza, but it wasn't where we wanted to go. But Fisherman's Wharf was on a two-hour wait. Okay. And so I was like, there's no way. No way. Uh, so we went. We found Mama Teresa's. They had a line down the street. So I was like, okay, this has to be good. We got on the wait, walked around the strand for a little bit while we were waiting for our table. We got inside, and it just had that, to me, Austin-ish, San Francisco vibe. Their their shirt said pizza and peace. It was a little complete dive bar. I thought Guy Fieri was going to walk out of the bathroom. (laughs) 
It was awesome, man. It's in an right. old school Victorian building, little tiny place. All the servers were so nice. Kind of hippie-ish vibe going on. Little dive bar in the corner. but I've seen it, but we usually go to Mario's when we go down there. You know, so... Mario try something new now. Mario's and Mama Teresa's were in the little tip book inside of our room. Okay. Mario's was farther away, and this was only about half a mile from our place. So this is where we ended up. And you know, I told my wife I would drive to Galveston just to eat this. The food was amazing. The service was awesome. And I just loved that dive bar feel. It had a straight up just dive bar feel, but the food was awesome. The pizza was awesome. There was something I'm going to say. I'm not going to say that on there. There might be other listeners here, so it's probably not appropriate. But, man, we had a good time. We had a good time. Well, good stuff, man. I mean, look, Galveston's only a quick drive away. They call it a one-tank trip. Get down there. It's only going to take you an hour to get down there. I'm sure it's a little bit busier during spring break times. We laughed because I was telling Joey before he left, everybody from Oklahoma and Arkansas thinks that Galveston is like the beach capital of America. But as Texans, sometimes we don't appreciate it. But you said the water had that bluish bluish green tint. It wasn't disgusting. So you know what? Give it a whirl. Give it a chance. Go get a staycation pretty much. Rent you something for a couple of nights. Find you a good price. And it's look, you don't have to spend a lot of money on travel. So I'm glad you had a good relaxation time. Much needed, man. It was Everybody much needed. needs relaxation time. Yeah, we had a great time. Kids you know had what I'm a saying? Good time. Yes, like you got to sit back and you got to relax, you know? Our boy Deshaun Watson, he likes to sit back and relax. Oh, here we go. All right. Yeah, so look, while you were on vacation, there were two things that were adding up quick. New acquisitions on the Texans roster and number of women claiming that they were sexually assaulted by Deshaun Watson. One's more important than the other, and I think you and I both agree on this, and that's the, uh, you said, 22 new faces now on the Texans. 22 new faces? Nick Casario has been a busy man in that front office. Yeah, 22 new faces, altogether 24 re-signings. Okay. uh, And acquisitions. So we've got two people coming back that sign deals, but overall there's going to be 22 new faces in the (laughs) locker room. Talk about keeping it fresh. You know, we just touched on this. I think Nick Casario is basically just saying, hey, guys, I'm here. I am in the building, and this is what we're going to do. And, you know, I'm looking here at the list, man, and the amount of talent we were able to get for the money that we had to spend was just unreal. I'm going to list a few names here. I'm not going to go down the whole list, but Tyrod Taylor, Ryan Finley, who was a great backup in Cincinnati when he got playing time, Mark Ingram, Andre Roberts, uh, Desmond King, Shaq Lawson, for the amount of money we had to spend, and those are just a few of the names. Like I said, there's 24 of them here. I'm going to go ahead and throw in Cam Johnson also. He's a, he's a great kicker, great punter out of the backfield. And I just feel like he has done a great job with the amount of money we had to spend so far. And I, I, you know, I listed out my top three gets. And so far, I'm going to have to go with Mark Ingram in the backfield. Oh yeah, uh, cornerback Desmond King is going to help in a spot that is absolutely miserable, and we've known it for years and years and years. I mean, we can't cover T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I can't think of the dude's name from um, Jacksonville. I think his last name starts with the C's, and then he's blowing through me right here. But he had, had a chark. He had a feast day on yeah, us the last DJ. few years. DJ Chark. So, uh, and then I'm gonna have a toss up for the third, fourth best spots in this acquisition period. And Justin Britt, a veteran on the offensive line, of course, Shaq Lawson coming in. We'll see if we can revive his career. And I think the one thing that you hit on is they're small contracts, so we're not locked in with these dudes, and they get a chance, man. They get a chance to either revive their career 
and maybe have one of the best seasons they've ever had and re-enter that free agency market. So we're giving them a one-stop shop to improve their lifestyle and improve their bank account. Or maybe they buy into Coach Coley. Maybe Deshaun Watson sticks around. Or maybe Tyrod Taylor gets the job done. Whoever plays quarterback for the Texans, maybe they win some games. Maybe they sneak into the playoffs. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, man, these are all one-two three-year deals at the most, and there was only one three-year deal. And they're all one-year, two-mil, one-year, three-mil, two-year, five-mil. So, so you're not stuck with anybody you're if, not stuck in with case anybody. a new coach comes in two or three years from now. You know, and I think this is going to be great for Coach Cully. There are people that we brought in that he has worked with on other staffs. And so, you know, I think there's going to be a great locker room atmosphere moving forward. I'm honestly kind of excited about it. You know, I've been kind of down in the dumps, but after all these moves Casario is making, he's trying to show Houston that, hey, guys, I'm not going to sit on my hands. I'm not going to go out and make ridiculous moves. I'm going to make maybe somewhat reserved moves, but I'm going to bring in as much talent as possible, and we're going to start this whole thing over, and we're going to do it my way. So I like that, and I'm excited about it. So I also think we need to toss another name out there, and that's Lovey Smith. Oh, yeah, I love Lovey. I love. I me mean, he's a great defensive coordinator, a great defensive mind in the NFL. So just think what he'll be able to do when he pieces all these guys together and gets the most out of them with his NFL experience and tactics. Look, they're going to catch my attention no matter who's under center, right? No matter who's starting at wide receiver. They're going to get my attention next year for at least the first month. I'm going to watch the first four games for sure Oh yeah, because I'm a fan. I like this team. I will always live and die with this team. And you know what? If they're not good at all, then I will pick and choose the rest of the games I watch and go out and play golf on Sundays. <laughs> right? Yeah, there we go. Uh, I think another big release that did happen, I'm just going to bring this up, was losing Darren Fells. But I think that Darren Fells' most effective play for us was the misdirection play out of the backfield that – Half the time was called for an illegal man downfield. Half the time it was a hold on the edge. But that was a Bill O'Brien special. It kind of proves that we're going to get away from all the tricks and the antics on offense and we might turn into a downhill push the pile, let's get three or four yards a pop kind of football team. Let's utilize our backfield and where we can be the best, and that's run blocking. So yeah, man. it's going to give Jordan Akins a chance to step up at tight end and you know, I think he was a high-round draft pick, what, two or three years ago out of UCF, correct? Yeah, we also bought, brought back Pharaoh Brown, and we just signed Ryan Izzo. I am going Pharaoh to, Brown had some good games last he year, He had too. some great games when he got playing time. I love, I love Jordan Akins. I'm a little sad about Darren Fells' 11 touchdowns over the last two seasons. So we're going to miss his productivity in the red zone. And I do think our tight end group last season was our, our point of emphasis, was our strength on offense. We had three really good tight ends four if you want to throw in Jordan Thomas as well between Farrell Brown Darren Fells Jordan Akins and Jordan Thomas and those guys had a lot of production last season I think it's going to hurt in the red zone losing Darren Fells but we brought Farrell Brown back Jordan Akins is just a monster so I do think we're going to be fine there no matter who's throwing the ball exactly so I'm going to give the mic to you, man, after I read off a few comments. I want to know, and we ask you, we want our listeners to be involved with us. Um, of course, what's going down with Deshaun Watson's turned into more of a publicity stunt between, between two popular lawyers here in the city of Houston, Rusty Hardens, uh, 
on Deshaun Watson's team, and of course, Tony Busby <laughs> representing the quote unquote, I guess, the victims here. I don't know. Can you call them victims if it's alleged? I don't. I don't. Know. I really hate I getting into this kind of stuff, but there's no way we can't not talk about no, it. No, 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 no. I mean, look, look, it is what it is. It's not the first time it's going to happen. It's not the last time you're ever going to hear about an athlete getting accused or maybe getting called out for his actions. Correct. Um, but we did ask you. We asked you on our Facebook page what's going through your mind as these uh, lawsuits, these civil lawsuits, are popping up left and right. I think we're up to nine now. Uh, it went from one to nine in less than 72 hours. Uh, Brad on our Facebook page said, I think a lot of the conspiracy talk that the Texans are orchestrating is a smear campaign against him is kind of far-fetched. Yeah. And that was a counter to something that our buddy Joshua said on there that said this is nothing but a smear campaign, tactics to scare the teams. Back to Brad, who also mentioned the Texans have proven to be inept at the highest level of their hierarchy including the owner, who in this case is Cal McNair. Apparently he is neighbors with Tony Busby. So, man, there's a lot to dissect here. But we really, I'm, I mean, we are X's and O's guys, but we're not X's and O's off the court yeah. and in the dark room and in the living room and in the sauna and the pool or the hotel or wherever these guys, ladies, are meeting Deshaun Watson. That's not my business. So what is your take, Joey, on this? Okay, so I... I had just gotten out of the shower in the hotel room and I walk over to the bedside table and I check my phone and I thought it was a joke. I thought to myself, no freaking way. Come on, Houston. Come on, Houston sports gods. Why are you doing this to us? And I have always been a huge Deshaun Watson advocate, even in college before there was any sign of him coming to Houston. I just loved the kid. I loved what he represented on and off the field. I think... I thought he was just a great human being. And, you know, going back to this, I want to start off by saying sexual assault is very real and their victims should be heard and the offenders should be prosecuted. But when it comes to big name, high, high name, high profile, $40 million like dollar this, a year, guys. You know, yeah. individuals do tend to fabricate stories in pursuit of some kind of clout and or financial gain. And those victims should be heard as well. And those offenders should be prosecuted as well. And I simply hope that, you know, there's going to be the court of public opinion here. But I hope that we get the, the same energy with the truth on both sides. You know, when a woman comes forward and says that a man is sexually harassing or assaulting her, it should be taken very seriously. And there should be some truth that is told and that that comes forward and that comes to light but accusing a man of sexual assault assault or falsely accusing a man of sexual assault can ruin their lives because even if they are found innocent that is going to be attached to their name forever and ever and ever and i don't want to take sides here i just i don't want to get into that but i would like to say i hope the truth comes out regardless what it is because if there's a victim on either side of this situation, they deserve to have their voices heard as well. And, you know, the count is legally, there's legally seven lawsuits now with supposedly two more women coming forward. 
So we'll see what happens, man. I don't want to get too much into what my opinion is. I don't want to upset anybody on either side. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I hope the truth does come out sooner rather than later. Well, I'm going to give my opinion because okay. I don't care about people's feelings. No, I'm just kidding. It's not really that big of a deal uh, as far as the fishiness to me. I yeah. think the timing is a little bit awkward, but at the same time, it's not like these accounts. It's not like Busby was only reached out to within the last two weeks or so. Yeah. All right? This is something that he had to build. He had to look into. He had to investigate. He had to question. Right? He's got a legal team. He's got... TexasAttorneys.com, you know, man. I mean, it's a huge company. Their, their reputation really is on the line. Like you said, he's trying to represent what is wrong in society. or He's trying to represent what's right by taking out the ones who are wrong in society. Sexual assault's nothing to play around with. It's not. But, but this didn't just develop overnight. This has been on the back of Deshaun Watson's mind. Bill O'Brien, you're gone. You're out of here. You got the money to Deshaun. Maybe he was a little upset about that. Maybe he was upset about the decision-making in the Texans' front office. But here's my opinion. Now we know why he really was quiet. Now we know why he wasn't parading around on freaking Twitter and Instagram, right, and telling us what his feelings and what his thoughts were because he didn't want anything to be said or done that was negative about the city of Houston when he had all this negative energy that he knew was going to pop up. Busby says they reached out, tried to find some, you know, tried, tried to have some kind of settlement out of Deshaun Watson's camp, and Busby says it's not about the money. Uh, I don't buy that. Which, I don't buy that it's not but, about but the money. But, but it's weird. But it's weird to me that, that if he was really looking out for the best interest of the young women that are involved in this situation, you'd think he'd get them some kind of financial compensation out of this as well. Maybe he thinks that the judge will ultimately rule in his client's favor and they will get some money at the end. But if Deshaun walked out with six figures and said, can we keep this hush? You think the woman's going to automatically be like, nah, I want to go to civil okay, court. Okay, so after the first... <laughs> after the first uh, I mean, I don't think they would. Well, Deshaun said himself in his first tweet and only tweet responding to any of this that Busby did come forward asking for a settlement and he said no. So, you know, we'll see what happens. After the first one, I was I, 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 I let the conspiracies get in my head. Man, you know, Cal and Tony are buddies. They live in the same neighborhood. Yeah, they, exactly. they play golf together. Deshaun wants out of Cal's team. This is a little weird to me. And then the second one came out, then the third, fourth, fifth. Now it's all the way up to nine, and I don't really know what to believe. None of us, you know, like I said, we can all have an opinion. Now, did he probably say or do some silly stuff uh, that was inappropriate? I didn't mean to say silly. That's the wrong word. Some stuff he shouldn't have done or said. I do believe he probably did. Some text messages were released last night on Tony Buzzy. Tony Busby's Instagram page in which Deshaun was, hey, I'm I'm apologizing if I made you uncomfortable. And those text messages were dated March 31st. So we're looking at at least something that happened a year ago. And guess what? He hadn't signed his contract yet. (laughs) So, hey, maybe a lot was built up inside. Maybe a lot was built up inside. Pun intended. You know, like I said, maybe. (laughs) I'm sorry. I set you up for that. Come on. I set you up for that right there. No, you're right, man. But. Regardless, the national media is really focused on the NCAA tournament right now. Mm, Yeah, They're focused. They're not going to spend as much time dissecting the nine women that have come forward against Deshaun Watson in the next week or so on ESPN and Fox Sports 1. The NFL shows might, 
Yeah. But I think just like anybody else, just like the normal, you know, average NFL sports supporter, they want to know where he's going to end up down the road. I don't think this really tarnishes his reputation. I think he's young and he will learn from this mistake. He is a man. I think he is a man. I think he's a man of his word. I think he does a lot for the community. And I think he sets himself up as a good figure, a good maybe role model until now, right? Yeah. He's done all the right things. He just hasn't really said all the right things. But you know what? He lives his life in private when he can, other than HEB commercials and stat tracking software commercials and all the other endorsements. So that'll be another thing that's going to hinder him if this does come true. He's going to lose a lot of sponsorship money as well. You know, he said he will not settle. He will take this to court, and he wants to clear his name. One or two women, he might have had a great chance at clearing his name, but it's going to be hard to beat nine cases. Nine. Seven legally right now. The other two suits are being filed. And if he does settle, he's inferring guilt. If he settles one of the nine, he's inferring that he's guilty. And this is a new day and age. This isn't Ben Roethlisberger's time, you know. Social media is going to ruin this guy. Whether he's found innocent or not, this will always be attached to his name. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to ride with him. It's going to roll with him. It's going to stick with him. I know one thing's for sure. He's probably not playing football this year. Uh, the NFL has opened an investigation. I do expect to see some kind of indefinite suspension until all this is cleared. And this could take a couple of years, you know. So you're saying Tyrod Taylor's new starting quarterback. Uh, Tyrod Taylor or Ryan Finley. We also still have A.J. McCarron on the roster, I believe. So I I think there's going to be a bit of a battle. Uh, I like Tyrod Taylor. He has had season-ending injuries the last two years. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. But I do like Tyrod Taylor. And I think one of these guys will be the starting quarterback. It won't be Deshaun Watson. Hmm. Sounds like it's a shame, man, that we're not going to see number four out there on the field. My prediction will not be true that I said he might play this season. And then after seven or eight games, say, all right, I want to sit down. You know, I want I want out of here. Trade me. It's a shame. It's a shame that it, it came to this. Now, if he is guilty of even one of these things, then he doesn't deserve to be the starter. He doesn't deserve to be an NFL starting quarterback right now. I hope in my heart, that there is some way that he can be cleared of all nine of these cases without having to hand these women over money because, like I said, that does imply guilt. He has been a great role model for kids, and this is something I don't want to believe, but if he has really forced himself on some of these women, I'm not going to get into details, then he doesn't deserve a job right now. And I really, really hope that none of this is true and that all nine of these women are just chasing clout, chasing Instagram clout, chasing a check. You know, because I just don't want to believe it. But if he is guilty, he needs to be prosecuted. And if these women are falsely accusing him, they need to be prosecuted. Because I agree with that. it's just not okay. It's not okay. That's an excellent point right there. So we'll follow this story and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it later down the road. Will there be a suspension by the NFL? What will the Texans say moving forward? You can expect a statement, I would hope, from them this week. And, He's got the um, right attorney. He, you know, he's got and he Rusty Harden right att- in his And he corner. does have the right attorney, man. I mean, these are two powerhouse names, like I said earlier, going at it here in the city of Houston. I think, though, ultimately, this is a Houston issue. It yes, is. we are concerned about it, but I think it stays out of the national spotlight. I mean, the best thing for Deshaun Watson right now is one of these number one seeds falls in the NCAA tournament, you know? Yeah, they don't want to... <laughs> 
they don't want to smear his name right now. I don't believe, you know, because and if t- he if he is found innocent and his name is smeared more than it already is, it's going to damage him forever. And last thing I'm going to point out, Joey, is why would the Texans want his name smeared? They want like four draft picks for this guy. They don't want his value to go down off the field. I meant by the national media, not oh, yeah, by the yeah, Houston yeah. Texans. But I'm saying themselves. like the Houston Texans don't want to smear his name either. They don't want it smeared. They want this brushed under the rug as much as possible. I mean, if you want to deep, really dive really deep into the conspiracy pool, maybe there's some kind of writing in black and white saying this would void his contract and Cal's trying to save that bank. Misconduct off the yeah, field. Misconduct off the field. So hmm. who knows? I don't like going there. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I think they're ridiculous, you know. I used to be, but the more and more people just seem to turn every single little thing that happens in this world into a conspiracy, they've just it's kind of scorned me. You know, sometimes yeah. stuff just is yeah. what it is, man. Exactly. So speaking of thin print, fine print inside of a contract, do you think there is a fine line? written in the NBA that penalizes you for losing on purpose? Uh, Because there's a game tonight, and I'm sporting my squad tonight because we have a huge game, Red Rowdies. The Rockets have a huge game tonight. We got the Detroit Pistons coming tonight. The battle for the number one spot in the draft, baby. Yeah, we got a big (laughs) game tonight. Christian Wood came back the other night. He definitely looked a little rusty. Uh, He hit a few great shots. You will look rusty. You will not play tough. You will not play hard. PJ's gone now. Uh, so I think we've only got about four days here, five days here before the trade deadline. So I think we are going to see what the final form of this team is going to be for the rest of this season in the next few days. I don't think they're purposely tanking, but what I do think they're doing is they're just throwing all these young guys in, seeing what they might have in them for next season, giving them a chance to show what they can do, why they deserve to stick around. Now, I definitely don't think they are optimizing their best rosters right now. So maybe are they tanking a little bit? Yeah. I don't think they're saying, hey, this is what we're doing. But they keep bringing up all these kids from the G League, signing them to 10-day contracts. Of course, we had a lot of injuries. But, you know, I don't know. Adam Silver has has set up a fine, I believe, for tanking over the last couple of seasons, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the details are, but I do remember him talking or doing something about it. This goes back to the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Yeah. When they tanked <laughs> and pulled Jalen Hurts on the last game of the season while he was holding his team and hoisting his team to victory. So the Rockets, of course, lose tonight if they lose tonight. 19 in a row. And that would be 19 in a row. Yes, sir. So if you're listening to this after Friday, March 19th, which is today, then you will know the results of that game already. If the Rockets do lose that, that becomes the new franchise record. Every loss that piles up, uh, lose two more games, and they can move into the top 10 all time in losing streaks. How yeah, about that, that? That'd be pretty crazy. That'd be um, pretty awesome. Well, this is our franchise Solidify record. Solidify top threes, baby. This is the Houston Rockets franchise record for consecutive losses, and I honestly don't see it getting any better from here. So we'll see what happens, man. Currently, we should... currently eight other teams have lost 17, excuse me, 18 in a row. Eight other teams. And they aren't just losing, man. They're getting blown out. I looked at the numbers over the last 10 games, 49 points, 22 points, 17 33 points, 37 points. Yeah, I mean, they played, they just they played, the, they played the Celtics fairly tough the other night. Yeah, in, in the, the first, first quarter. quarter. <laughs> yeah. And then they got outscored like 100 to 70 over the next three quarters. Uh, they played a great game the other night against, I think it was the Utah Jazz. 
Yeah, it was the Utah Jazz. We cut it to within four points after being down by like 28 points, and they just ran out of gas. And this team does play hard. They've got a lot of young guys. They do. They have heart. They just don't have the talent to get it done right now, man. So I am hoping for a blow-up in the next five days. Everybody's tradable except for Christian Wood. Yeah, get the Rockets on your NBA.com app. Check the score while you're watching your March Madness the rest of this weekend and into the early week. Hey, instead of Monday Night Football, we're going to have Monday Night March Madness. It'll be the, round, the second round of the round of 32. Yeah, so. I know we promised to bring you guys some March Madness today, but the no, we're holding off. We're holding off the story that came out about Deshaun. It was too important to not talk about all the acquisitions the Texans have made. Another one that I forgot is that they traded Will Fuller to the Dolphins, uh, one year deal. Wait, was he a free agent? Free agent. I'm sorry. So, like, so they let as him walk. Expected he yeah. didn't come. They back, let him yeah. walk. Uh, a stat that I saw that I was not aware of after he signed with Miami. With receivers with 100-plus catches over the last four seasons, he is number sixth in the league, even with all the games that he's missed as far as yardage. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, he's a beast. He's a beast when, when he's, he's on healthy. the field. Yeah, when he's on the field, and that's the important thing. I think he's played like maybe 18 games. I'm probably way off there in his entire career. But when he's on the field, man, he's just good, and that's going to be a good pickup for the Dolphins. All right, well, good luck with the madness. That's good about doing it. For our show today, we always appreciate y'all going and following us on Twitter at Holla Houston. It's Houston Holla, H-O-L-L-A, on Facebook. And as for Joey and myself, man, we hope y'all keep it trill. Enjoy this beautiful weather the next couple of days. I think next week, midweek, will be pretty nasty. So get up early, get your golf in, and enjoy the basketball here over the next couple of days this weekend. Yes, sir. We love you, H-Town. Be kind to each other. Love each other. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Holla, Houston.